Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Shifting gears, college football. Let's talk a little college football right now as we welcome in Corey McCartney, who is a college football analyst. And uh, we'll see where we're, where we're going with college football here soon, Corey. Uh, good to have you on the show. Um, Let's let's start there. These other sports, football, NFL, MLB, professional sports, NBA, they all have a clear, concise, direct plan, it seems, to get their sport on the field amidst the COVID virus. But college football, for a variety of reasons, does not have that because it's so it's so fragmented. And yet, the you know, the hundreds of millions of dollars are in the same neighborhood as those other sports. How do you think this thing unfolds in terms of somebody taking the reins on this? Yeah, by the way, I thought you were having me on to talk about backlash with this Edge and Orton thing. Ah, I know, I uh, wish. (laughs) What's so interesting about college football and what makes it so much different than why you watch kind of this unfolding uh, back and forth with the MOB Players Association and the owners is that, you know, college football is just, the hierarchy is just so different. The university presidents hold so much sway. They hold more sway than than the conference commissioners do. And, you know, for they're the ones who are ultimately going to decide whether or not it's safe to have their kids uh, on their campuses. Now, I understand this. there's a lot of money uh, to be had for these universities, and certainly you think about donors and, you know, people, you know, uh, gates and, and, you know, TV revenue, all that stuff. It's There's not a collective person at the top of the food chain who just says, we're playing, this is the date. And if Rob Manfred ends up doing that for baseball, if, if he has to mandate a 50-game season, he can do that. There's not a person in that in college football. I mean, what if, you know, what if the University of Oregon's uh, president says, you know, it's, it, we're, we're not playing, this isn't safe. You know, that's the difference between college football and every other sport. And I think that's why it's, there, there needs to be uncertainty uh, when, when we're going to see college football because as we've seen, you know, with Houston and other places, Alabama, I mean, the players are, are, are contracting the, the coronavirus, they're spreading it. You know, you've got these guys uh, together like this and, uh, whether or not they're they're you know testing everyone uh, like baseball talking about and quarantining them for a certain period of time uh, before you know they collectively start working out, uh, you know it, college football is just a different animal uh, and it's going to be very difficult to to just kind of say okay here's the start date for everyone to get back to work. Yeah, and yet Corey, the clock's ticking, man. Like it's it's the middle of June now. Like in your mind. Just you know, purely a common sense standpoint, as you look at the calendar and you look at the schedule, and we know which games are going to be going on in week one. You know, a bunch of you know a bunch of those big neutral site games going to be going on early in the season. A lot of travel. Um, what what do you think in your mind, as someone who covers the sport, is the date where okay, you know, we got to figure out what's going on here. 
I really think you know, you're, you're looking at maybe August 1st, you know, and I think there's the reality of, okay, if you're all these college football programs, you're these university presidents, let's see what Major League Baseball does because that may be as close to – because you, you can operate in a bubble if you're the NBA with, you know, whether or not that, that comes to, to pass, uh, you know, we're, we're still going to see. But uh, baseball, because of, uh, you know, these, these teams being all over, the amount of players on each team – uh, you know, I think if I'm college football, I'm watching to see how does baseball react to this. What's the what's the ramifications once they start playing? What's the spread? You know, how many guys don't want to come out? Uh, you know, how many how many players are saying I'm I'm just staying at home? It's not worth the risk for me because you have to watch baseball. I think it's kind of a template to say, okay, when we throw everybody together again, what happens? Because you know, the, the reality of college football is you have you know, unless you're going with strict with a conference schedule. You know, there's going to be so many different variables, all these schools. You know, I graduated from Bowling Green. Bowling Green has Ohio State in week one. That's a massive hmm. paycheck on the table for no doubt. a program that's probably not going to get that check. So there's so many different things at play. I would almost like to see college football just put a hold on this, and let's play in the spring, and hmm. let's just have a very different look this year, and let's play it smart uh, and, and kind of pick up the pieces the following season. Now, ultimately, that means you're not going to see Justin Fields. You're not going to see Trevor Lawrence. You're not going to see Travis Etienne. But I think there's so many differences uh, in college football, again, than any other sport. Baseball has to be at least a template for how they move forward. And obviously, and Corey McCartney is joining me on the show to talk college football. I, when you say you won't see those guys, obviously you're saying because they would choose to go into the NFL and they wouldn't play that season in the spring, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it would be so, you know, there'd be overlap. And you're not going to, you know, you're going to be so close to, uh, you know, the, the draft period that you wouldn't put yourself at risk uh, to go out there for just a couple months. Uh, in yeah. The spring. How hard does that become for the NFL then to evaluate a draft class where presumably the entire season that you use to to be the you know sort of the final statement for a lot of these guys you know the last bo- part of the body of work they're putting together no longer exists you know and you're going to be a year plus removed from the last time they played competitive football how hard is that from an evaluation standpoint yeah, I mean, think of if we're still in this. Let's say that we have a second wave or even a third wave uh, of, uh, of virus contraction. That means that the combine's not going to happen, right? So everything's going to be about a guy's pro day. It's going to be on what you know tape you can get of them, what Zoom calls you can have to learn to, to, to get to know this guy. Um, I, I think we, you know, as, as much as as many places in the country and here in uh, Metro Atlanta where I'm at, you know, youth baseball started back up. I mean, you know, massive complexes are having tons of people come in there. I think there's this sense of security, but I think we have to also, you know, have that in the back of our minds that we could be going through more waves. And I think the NFL in particular, if there if there's no college football season or a late college football season, you're right. I mean, the ability to to evaluate these guys, if there's no combine, what does it look like? You know, you can't obviously have all those people together. Um, it, it's going to be very difficult, just like the Major League Baseball draft that just happened, for those guys that are kind of on the, the ones that are now signing these undrafted free agent deals for $20,000 to find their niche and have that ability to even get a chance uh, to go out and and pursue a professional career. Corey McCartney joining me on the show. We're talking some college football. Which which schools or conferences? You brought up Oregon just as a hypothetical there a little bit earlier, I know. But the Pac-12, I think, is thought to be, you know, if there's a Power 5 conference that might get compromised in this, 
the Pac-12 always comes to mind because of how how cautious California has been, and mm-hmm. and 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 you know that's just they they have not been nearly as open in terms of getting things reopened on the West Coast as as we have in other more prominent footprints for for college football. Is there a conference or a school or schools that when you think about the ones that might get compromised in all this and and lose potentially lose a season out of it, maybe that are at more risk than others? Yeah, I mean, I think you have to start and end with the, the schools in California, right? I mean, if, if Gavin Newsom decides that, you know, he doesn't, uh, he's not comfortable, you know, with these guys, with uh, things completely opening back up as a governor of California, I mean, does UCLA and USC, I mean, what happens to the, the Pac-12? I think they're so much more interesting because, you know, here again in in, uh, in, in Georgia, I mean, our governor, you know, Brian Kemp is basically, things are back to more more than more or less, you know, there's a lot of more normalcy. So, you know, the SEC country, it's hard to fathom them, you know, taking a stand because so many of these states in, in the SEC country are, you know, have, have kind of loosened those restrictions. The same thing we've had, you know, the, the Big 12 commissioner boldly say that they're, they're, they're going to play. I mean, I can't imagine, you know, the Big 10 uh, not following suit. I mean, and, you know, the ACC certainly, you know, uh, being in that same, uh, so many of the same spaces as the SEC. And they're obviously, you know, have a bigger, uh, big chip on the table here in Clemson. I mean, with a possibility of another national championship, it, it feels to me like you said it. I mean, because the Pac-12, whether you want to say that their governors are more progressive, you know, uh, taking things a little more slower pace, uh, that's a conference uh, I think that's that's the one you have to watch. And then again, I think California because of Newsom, uh, you got to watch the schools in that in that state without question. Corey, we got about a minute, minute and a half before I let you go. So let's pretend for a second that there was no coronavirus. Let's pretend for a second that there were not social justice initiatives going on in, in collegiate sports, because we've seen some of that with Clemson and UT now, some of the players looking to get the eyes of Texas removed as the song and things like that. If we were strictly talking football, what would the storylines be that I would be talking about with, with uh, Corey McCartney on my show? We'd be talking Clemson, right? I mean, we'd be talking, we'd be talking Trevor Lawrence, uh, you know, his swan song, ETN coming back and you know, this being, you know, uh, kind of a, a Reggie Bush and Matt Leinart situation, again, with two absolute, you know, stars uh, at those two positions. I think, can they be unseated? I mean, certainly they, you know, it's, it's LSU that has a championship, but I think we'd be, we'd be wondering who can knock off Clemson. Uh, that, that, to me, would be the biggest storyline if we were strictly talking about the game. Who do you think, before I let you go, who do you think the Baylor of this season is going to be? You know, sort of, you know, Baylor, you know, they weren't a, they, they were a playoff contender until the very end of the season. But just because I feel like the same four or five teams are in the mix every year for the playoffs. So we know those teams are all going to be, you know, the, the Georgias and the Ohio States and the Oklahoma, Alabama, Clemson. Those five are like the, those are the power five right there in, in a way. But who, who is sort of a team that, that could kind of make a double digit win type run that maybe is off the radar a little bit? Uh, you know, I think Notre Dame's an interesting, an interesting pick. You know, I think we we kind of get collectively uh, Notre Dame'd out a lot, and you know, ultimately, uh, you know, sometimes early in the season, they they kind of open their eyes a little bit. But um, I, I really like what they have coming back. I think uh, this is a big season for Brian Kelly. Um, that that to me is just a, a big uh, a program with a big opportunity. And you think about you know schedules. If 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 they primarily play a conference schedule and they're only going to play ACC schools. Um, you know, that, that could be a, a massive get uh, for, for them to be able to, to make a big push, and they get Clemson this year. Yeah, yeah, so they, and it's not just the ACC games, but you get one where you get a little bit of equity out of it too, and they, they can't poke holes in that. Corey McCartney, I appreciate the time, and uh, we'll, uh, we'll talk again soon. Hopefully we have college football, to, actual football to chat about next time we chat. There you go, appreciate it. 
All right, there it is. Corey McCartney joined me on the show. Sorry we couldn't get a little WWE talk in there, Corey. <laughs> he wanted to talk Edge and Randy Orton. It is, it is tough doing the show when there's a WWE pay-per-view going on. I'm not going to lie. You guys can tell from my bump-in music. I'm a wrestling fan. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.